trouble, of course, with any talk of uh, sanctity, holiness, or saints is that we so quickly and so easily confuse this with uh, being nice and being good as if it were some kind of a self-improvement project successfully carried out to its desired end. A kind of uh, mission accomplished, pronounced from the pearly gates. We think we know, don't we, what sanctity looks like, and the risk is that we merely execute our idea of sanctity under our own steam to the bedazzled applause of our adoring fans. The, to paraphrase George Tyrrell, we look down the well of history and see our own face reflected back. Saints look remarkably like our idea of how saints should look according to our time and context. But thank God saints are always surprising, unsettling, and supremely odd. They are rather uneven types whose lives have been knocked sideways by the love of God, as Rowan Williams puts it. Saints are people whose lives have been illuminated by the light and love of God shining through the cracked and crazed, crazed glass of a life in unpredictable and unconventional ways. Just as prayer, as Ruth Burroughs was reminding us a couple weeks ago, is God's work in us, where our only effort is to dispose ourselves to the healing and trans transfiguring light of God's presence and action in our life. So sanctity is not our work. It's God who stirs up the stale and stagnant waters of our life, who troubles the comfort of self-centeredness and lures us, lures us into going towards the stranger, crossing to the other side of the road as healing oil and a helping hand who foots the bill. It's God in Christ who accomplishes all things according to the working out of his great power. The new song that the Lord sings in the lives of the saints comes from their av availability to dispose themselves to something other than this out-of-tune world that is too much with us, as Wordsworth would say, or out-of-tune world that is too much with us. When getting and spending are the stream by which we're planted, when power, possessions, and prestige are the well from which we drink, the result is what we see on the news that is too much with us. Wars and rumors of wars, calving glaciers, unbreathable air, racial violence and structural inequality, the body politics shriven by division and dangerous rhetoric that erupts tragically but predictably in violence. The question every saint's life asks to us is a rather blunt one. Where are you planted? Where are you planted? By the stream of living water, rooted and grounded in Christ, or in the stagnant mud puddle of a life lived with I, me, mine at the center that brings only suffering 
to ourselves and others? Where are we planted and what fruit is being born? The fruit of human and non-human flourishing as beloved community with no dog-licked Lazarus left outside the gate? Or Billie Holiday's ghastly, horrendous, strange fruit swinging from the poplar trees? The poet Jack Spicer used to speak of poetry as the practice of the outside, by which he meant poetry as an intentional exposure, laying bare of ourselves to that which is other. Instead of mastering words, the poet, in Spicer's view, is mastered by words. New ways of seeing, being, speaking, and singing emerge from this outside, or what Spicer called Martian, <laughs> Martian receptivity, right? He wasn't a Christian, so it was Martians. Saints too, I think, planted by streams of living water, open their hearts, minds, souls, and bodies to the outside to the new song being sung in Jesus, that it can come to be sung through us, as us, cracked and crazed and warbly voiced as we are. And while this new song might seem to be outside of us at first, something we acquire, add on, the more we come to harmonize with its syncopated praise and thanksgiving its swinging timbrel and harp two-step that shakes the walls of the city, the more we realize that this song has always been singing itself in us. This song is the song we're made to sing. It's the song that sings us into who we actually really are. And what is the song? It's this song. It's rather like a Neil Young guitar solo. It's only got one note, love. Saints are those who, like the woman at the well, arouse with eager longing and holy urgency, a yearning to drink deeply from the waters of peace, justice, and love. Lord, she says, let me drink of this water always. Saints are those pliant, supple souls who consent to being knit just as they are into the tapestry of the mystical body of Christ. True union, as Teilhard de Chardin writes, differentiates. True union differentiates. So sanctity doesn't result in the stultifying sameness of the cookie cutter. It's in giving ourselves away as an offering, a ceaselessly surrendering self-dedication to God, that God's work, often hidden, unnoticed, and unremarkable, is done through us. Each unrepeatable, unique thread, each one of us, is woven just as it is, woven by a willingness to be woven, rather than to weave it all according to our pattern and our design. Right? We're woven into what God dreams for this world. 
that God's will and not my peevish, tiny, defended, self-protected will uh, that God's will be done. That's really what we're doing when we sing, when actually we're sung, sung by the baptismal promises. The old song of I, me, mine goes under those waters, and we come up thoroughly drowned, gulping down that new song that Christ is singing into the deepest part of ourselves. We breathe Jesus' breath as our own breath. We're marked as Christ's own forever with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, an indissoluble bond of love forged between us and God that nothing, nothing can break. Our life, whether we were baptized as children or whether we're undergoing it as adults, is always the gradual working out in the minute particulars of daily life, the stunning reality that we have been buried in Christ in a death like his, that we might be raised in a life like his and walk in love as Easter people. Our task in this short span of days that we have is to actualize, to manifest, realize, to make living real through hands and feet and voice what has been done for us, to allow God to be manifest in our lives, to render ourselves transparent to the Father's love in the Spirit as the whole of Jesus' life is transparent. To harmonize, to, to rhyme, to ring like the peculiar tuning forks that we each individually are with that song, the new song that God is singing in Christ. The one-note solo played, if you will, from the, before the foundation of the world. Love just love, all-inclusive, indiscriminate, radically welcoming, boundary-crossing, poured out for others, love. When Jesus delivers the Lucan version of the Beatitudes, there's an interesting contrast you might notice with the Matthean account. In Matthew, Jesus ascends uh, the mount and is seated in the traditional teaching posture as the embodiment, the enfleshment of Torah. No longer, Jesus is saying, a book, but a life revealed, living Torah. And the disciples looking up at Jesus see a big, broad, open sky, the heavens. In Luke's account, in Luke's account, Jesus is down in the muck, healing and laying on hands. The Sermon on the Plain is delivered with Jesus looking up at his disciples from his knees. It's an image of total solidarity with the least of these. 
Jesus goes where the least of these are and calls the disciples, that's us, to do the same. When the disciples look to Jesus delivering the Beatitudes in Luke, they see not a face framed by a big blue sky, but they see a face framed by the faces of the poor, the hungry, the weeping, and the mournful. That's why baptism is not a mark of specialness or a badge of membership in some country club, but a sacrament actually of implicatedness and solidarity in the lives of others, all others. We learn as Christ comes to live in us that in fact it's his face we see in the faces of others. It's his face in the stepped over one outside the gate of our sumptuous feast. The great chasm between us and them is erased in baptism. And saints are those walking sacraments who manifest this reality in flesh and bone and blood. But how, how, how? Enemy love, doing good to those who hate us, blessing those who curse us, turning the other cheek, not withholding anything from anyone, that sounds impossible. And I suppose the good news is um, that it is impossible. You can't do it. You can't do it. I can't do it. But Jesus can. God in Christ through the Holy Spirit can. With God all things are possible and so we dispose ourselves, we open ourselves, become little and childlike so that Christ might come to live Christ's life in and through us as self-emptying love poured out for others. We make space for God to get at us and do God's work in and through us. We surrender to love, that we might be loved into loving others. We consent with the little yes, a little mustard seed of our yes to God's presence and action in our life, that we might become a tree without boundary, welcoming all into the branches of warm embrace. It's not just mustard plants that are supposed to be a house for everyone. It's us too. See, the invitation is to take off your shoes and turn aside, to leave behind stories of not enough, to lay aside familial, tribal, and institutional affiliation, to lay aside our roles, our masks, to lay aside our judgments and requirements and demands about how we should be and how others should be. The invitation is to come home to God who has made God's home in us. The invitation is to lay aside our busyness, our frenetic doings and efforts to manipulate and control, our efforts to be a somebody through all of our doings. The invitation is to rest, to be, to abide in love with Nowhere to go and nothing to do, nothing to accomplish, nothing to attain, just love. Just belovedness descending bodily, Aaron, like a dove, breathing its healing breath into you. The leaden skies of shame and blame and indifference and self-protection torn open. 
Enter there. Enter here. Be disposed and then live its consequences out for others, all others without exceptions. Let your life sing with Jesus' song. Be danced away from yourself towards others as water to wash, as bread to feed, oil to heal, and wine to slake the thirst of the parched. Each of us, little Christs, little saints, sung in streaming out those great doors, loves one night, one note, solo on our lips. May it be so. Amen.